what is kingdom business? What is church stuff? Do I know the difference? Do I care? Does it matter? You know, it's the same thing. It, it, there was no wrong answer in my opinion because it was a rhetorical question. It was something that I wanted to get you mulling over in your brain. I left you open-ended, right? I didn't really give a good wrap-up to the sermon. Some people may have left out of here, left out of here like, you know, man, what was the point in that? Well, how long did you think about it? If you didn't get past the front doors, then, well, I didn't quite make my point. <laughs> if you got beyond the front doors and still was thinking about it a little bit, then, hey, I'm happy. Because the thing is, is I, we need to be thinking about what kingdom business is versus church stuff. But only to a certain extent, only to a certain extent should we be having these thoughts. Because really that question should bring you to something else. It should bring you to a more truthful reality. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. See, the walk away from last week, if you were mulling that over and if you were giving it some thought, some of the answers that might have came to you hopefully would have led you to this reality. Because I read a few scriptures or a few more things that I said, but everything that I said hopefully would have led you to this reality. And I didn't give it to you when you left last week. As a matter of fact, I didn't even know how to sum it up. I was on the ride home with my son, and I looked at him and I said, buddy, what did you take? What did you take from today's message? And he told me, and I said, I was like, well, doggone. I was like, if I had to have three points, those were it. And I was excited about that. I was happy because I was like, if my 13-year-old son came up to that conclusion, then, you know, I'm sure there were some adults who came to the same conclusion. At least I hoped that anyhow. But this was the conclusion. If our hearts are truly turned to God, kingdom business or church stuff, it's, it's really not even a question. It's not even a question. It's, it's not really that important. It matters, but it's not really that important because we are preoccupied by our love for him. And his people. And all we do, everything, whether we want to label it kingdom business or church stuff, everything we do from that place is based on that. What? Our love for him and his people. That's, that's the absolute 100% takeaway from the message that I preached the last time I was here before you. And that brings me to what I want to talk to you about today. Last week I ended, or the last time I was here, I ended my message with, guys, we're almost there. If you were here, then you would remember I said, we're almost there. As a church, I believe, as individuals in some cases, we're almost there. I, myself, feel like there are days when I'm like, man, I, I, know, I know I'm not there. I know I'm not. I haven't reached 
where I'm supposed to be. But man, I feel like I'm so close to getting it. I feel like I'm so close to becoming it. What? What God has for me to be. This week, I want to draw out more clarity to that thought. I want to draw out more clarity to that thought so that we can begin to answer the question without hesitation. So that we can begin to answer that question without hesitation. Is this kingdom business or is this church stuff? Because the sooner we can answer that question, the quicker we can move on and, and, and keep getting some things done. Watch this. How loud the music is. Is it kingdom business or church stuff? How do you answer that question? Is it helping me to love God and love people? Bam. That's how we instantly get to the answer that we're looking for. One time somebody said, in church, do we need all this stuff? Do we need speakers and lights and media? And do we need all that to do church? Is it helping us to love God and love people? At the heart of what you're doing, is it really truly helping you to love God and love people? At the heart of your idea, at the heart of your new plan, your new program, I'm talking to you, I'm talking to people on Facebook, I'm talking to churches, I'm talking to pastors, I'm talking to whoever will listen to me in this moment. If what you are doing at the heart of it, at the center of it all, there is Jesus Christ and the absolute 100% desire to love somebody and to see them loved by Christ, then let's row. Pastor Jeff always says it this way. If if it's anything short of sin, count us in. We are rocking and rolling. Why? Because we know at the center of what we're doing, it is simply this. God, I love you and I love anything or anybody that you love. And I want to do whatever it is you have me to do to make sure that your purpose and your desire to transform lives becomes a reality. Here on earth as it is in heaven. So which one is important? Forget that. I don't even want to talk about that. What I want to talk about is what do you, Why? Who, who are we affecting? Whose life is going to be changed? You know, there's moments when I'm up here and I'm preaching and I just want to be like, excuse me, is there anybody in here that's being transformed by what I'm saying? I mean, are you, like, does it really even matter? Are you going home and doing something different because of anything that I'm saying? Because if not, i just take this camera and go set it up in my living room and, and do the same thing. But then if I find out that nobody's getting it there, then obviously I went wrong somewhere, right? And I am now officially doing church stuff.
But there's something behind that. There's something behind that. I'm almost guaranteed, and this might sound a little bit over the top to somebody, like, how, well, how can you say that? Well, here's the deal. I am almost 100%, uh, I am, a, I'm, man, I'm so 99, again, I'm almost there, okay? I'm like 99% sure that what I say when I come up here and speak to you all is affecting lives. And it's only one reason why. Because at the center of it, my goal is to love God and to love people. So because of that, I know that I'm, I'm, I'm doing the will of the Father. Because my goal is, okay, let me, let me, I better stick, I'm going to stick with the scripture because otherwise it's just me talking, right? See, I wanted to get us thinking, is Christ at the center of all I do? Let's begin to ask that question on a regular basis. Is Christ at the center of all I do? And then, what am I doing? What am I doing for the cause of Christ? Let's look at some scripture. And I, I actually read this scripture when I was preaching the message the last time, it's Mark chapter 12, verse 28 through 34. Actually, I'm not going to go, I might stop a little early, but let's look at it. Mark chapter 12, verse 28. It says, one of the teachers of religious law was standing there listening to the debate. He realized that Jesus had answered well, so he asked, of all the commandments, which is the most important? Jesus replied, the most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the, is the one and only Lord. Pause. He is the only Lord. He is the only God. So any other God that might be before you, you need to tear down and remove. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. What does that look like? I'm, I'm going, what does, I'm going to use me. Sometimes my mom and my dad, they'll come to me and they'll be like, Dwayne, I want to make sure you're not doing too much. You seem like you're doing too much sometimes. Don't wear yourself out. I understand that. Practically speaking, I completely understand that. And I get it 100%. I have to use wisdom. I have to take care of myself. So what I told my mom when she was saying this to me is I said, Mom, what I've realized is, is there are certain things that I can and will take out of my life. And there are certain things that I won't. Anything that I know that God has put on my plate, I am 100% sure, like this is definitely a God thing. I'm going to go at it 100%. And it may look like I'm going to kill myself. 
But what I know is, is that if this is where he has me, then this is where I'm supposed to be. And if it's tough, then it's meant to be tough. And if it's going to drain every ounce of my being, then he will fill up and supply everything else I need to do what I need to do. How do I know this? Well, it's very simple. He sent his own son to be beaten nearly to death, drained of every ounce of his human life and then hang on a cross until he said it was finished. That's not a pretty story and we sometimes overlook it when we're tired. Now, I don't know how that hits you and what that feels like for you. I don't know. I'm not here. I'm not trying to purposely throw gut punches. But I do want us to look at some truth and reality. When we look at a scripture like this, we can't just read it and keep pushing. We kind of got to take a second and soak it up. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. Let's continue. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. If you're doing what you're doing, with that in mind, you cannot, you cannot go wrong. But the problem is, is we don't. So the question of kingdom business or church stuff becomes a real thing that is asked to check us. The Ten Commandments are important and relevant and need to be used because we don't get these two. If we could get these two, the other ones would take care of themselves. I'll tell you a story. So a friend of mine, he needs to get some work done. And he, he calls the person over to do the work and the person comes to do the work and they get done doing the work, which should cost some money. And the person says to him when he tries to pay him, man, you know what? Don't worry about it. And my friend says, no, 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 no. I need, I, need to, I need to pay you. I need to pay you. And he says, nah, man, you know what? I've been, I've been thinking over some stuff. And he's like, you know what? Today, you don't. You don't need to pay me. And in the midst of that, when my friend was telling me about that, I was like, 
Why did he do that? Why, why did he not pay him? Why did he not make him pay him? It was part of his job. But here's the deal. He works for a company, so not only was he not taking payment, right? He works for a company. For those of you that work for a company, like where you, a product goes out or a service goes out, you know that there has to be payment to show that some money has come in. And my friend said that to him. He said, hey, listen, like, what are you going to do? And the guy said, I've got it. Wait. So not only did he not make him pay, but then he paid for the service. Why did he do this? I can, listen, when I've got this mic, I can make, I can make whatever up I want to make. I can say whatever I want to say, and yeah, you can take it however you want to take it. But this is a story that was told to me. Now I ask you this. Does what I just told you sound like this? Go. Love your neighbor as yourself. I'm not, I'm, here, please hear me. I'm not trying to tell you to give free services. I'm not trying to say that. But if you are loving God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength, and then you're loving people in the same fashion, I'm telling you what, this is what it looks like. I'm going to use myself. And I'm going to be honest and open and transparent so it might get a little ugly. Somebody came to me and they were like, hey, I heard you did X, Y, and Z. Thank God, praise the Lord, I have a wide skill set. I mean, and on a regular basis, I wake up and I ask God, I could very well get paid for any one of these things if you would just put me in the right place at the right time. I mean, it would be nice. And some of you might be like, well, yeah, you got you to gotta put yourself there in the right place. But listen, okay, I know a lot of people, and I have pushed a lot of stuff on a lot of people, and it just ain't took off, okay? I am, I am well aware of the grind. But this is what I know. God says, Dwayne, this is what I want you doing, and this is where I want you at. And I'm like, okay, fine, fine. So when somebody comes to me and says, I heard you do X, Y, and Z, could you help me out? And I think to myself, full transparency, time is money, and right now I don't have a lot of time, and that's going to take time. Because I don't like to do anything halfway, and if I'm going to do it, I'm going to make sure I do it right. Which means I'm going to be doing that for free, which is going to be time that I'm going to be giving up for free, and that's just not something I have a lot of. And so I look to heaven, and I'm like, here we are, a great opportunity for me to get paid for the things that you've given me the skills to do. And he's like, that's wonderful. It's also another opportunity for you to love on somebody 
and bless them because that's what I do. And you work for me. And I'm like, but, and he's like, but you take care of mine and I'll take care of yours. Do you remember that? And I'm like, but that's not even right. And then I feel like one of my teenage kids. You know what I'm saying? That don't even make sense. That's not even fair. And he's like, you're 42 years old. You already understand life ain't fair. (laughs) He's like, but I am. Check that out. Pause, rewind, because you missed it, because you thought I was joking. He said, but I am. Life might not be fair, but I am. I'm going to say that one more time, and I'm going to make sure you understand what I'm saying. Life may not be fair, but he is. What does that mean for me and you? When I pour out, when I love him with all my heart, with all my mind, with all my strength, it does not and will not ever go unnoticed. Because, you know, the preachers used to preach this back in the day and they'd get good and, mm, uh, well, right? And they just get to preaching and they'd be like, and God, ha, and God, right? And they'd be just going and they'd be like, you can't beat God's giving. You know what I'm saying? Somebody touch your neighbor and say, you can't beat God's giving. And it's true. It's true. But that statement is no different than what's the difference between kingdom business and church stuff? What what do you mean, Pastor Dwayne? I am so preoccupied with God and the love that I have for him and the desire to make his will a reality on earth as it is in heaven that I don't think about the fact that I can't beat God's giving. I just go. And then somewhere along the line, I realize he's replaced. He's given me more. He's been sufficient. Because I kept the two most important commandments. So let's look at my next point and idea in scripture. First Timothy chapter one, verse five through six. I'm moving on. I know I didn't read the rest of that. I'm moving on. First Timothy chapter one, verse five and six in the new living translation, it says this, hear me. Hear me, because this is my declaration to you today. This is what it's all about. I do have a little bit more to say after this, but if you will take this and nothing more, I'm happy with that. Why? Because this is the word of God. The purpose of my instruction is that all believers would be filled with the love that comes from a pure heart, a clear conscience, and a genuine faith. Let me say it again. 
The purpose of my instruction, the purpose of me being here on this stage, the purpose of me speaking and talking and running about and, and running in circles and anything else I might do is that all believers would be filled with love that comes from a pure heart, a clear conscience, and a genuine faith. But some people have missed the whole point. Let's look at it in the message version, shall we? Message, the message version. It says, the whole point of what we're urging is simply love. Love uncontaminated by you. By, oh, wait a second. I'm sorry. This is the word of God. By self-interest, uncontaminated by yours and my self-interest and counterfeit faith, a love uncontaminated by self-interest and counterfeit faith, a life open to God, a life open to God. Those who fail to keep to this point, soon wander off into, oh, cul-de-sacs of gossip. They set themselves up as experts on religious issues, but haven't the remotest idea of what they're holding forth with such imposing eloquence. How, how are we loving God? Listen, I'm with you. I, and maybe I'm not with you. Maybe I'm alone. I'm selfish. I am so selfish. I can look for who's got what for me. I can look for Who's going to do, who's going to do, Tom, brother, listen. I've been, I've been pastoring now for some years. And we go say some years because the number's not that big. So if you say some, it just sounds a little better. And at this point, I deserve something. So Tom, what, what are you going to do for me? Because you love Jesus. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Tom, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? People look at me sometimes and they're like, you know, oh, you guys are so busy. You guys are so busy. I'll tell you right now, the things that I do, I do because I am affecting lives. I coach basketball, not because I love basketball. You know what's funny? I was just talking to Courtney downstairs. <laughs> and anybody that knows me well enough, apparently Courtney knew me well enough. Or Ben. 
Ben and Courtney. And I loved it. I was like, I'm not even mad. <laughs> they, were, they took my kids fishing. <clears throat> we'll talk about that later. I'm just joking. They took my kids fishing, and my kids loved it. And, and, and they told my daughter, Micah, they said, oh, my gosh, your dad would be so proud. And one of them said, well, maybe not, but Amanda will be. <laughs> and the reason that is is because I'm not a fisherman. I've been fishing. Early years of my life, I did a lot of fishing, and that's why I don't like it now. I really didn't care for it then, but I definitely don't like it now because I've caught three fish in my life. And as many hours I stood in front of a fishing bank at a young age when I wanted to be doing something that I wanted to be doing, and I've only caught three fish in my life. The first one was when I was 16 years old, and when I caught it, I was so excited I stood up with my cell phone that I just got in my lap, and it went into the water. Fishing is not my friend. And what am I saying to you? What I'm saying to you is this. There are things that you do in life that may not be your thing, but you do them because you love God and you love people. It may not be the way you want to do them, but you do them because you love God and you love people. It may not be the program that you thought it should be, made the way you thought it should be, put together the way you thought it should be, but you run with it because you love God and you love people. So when I go out and I coach nine young men in a, in a sport that I really didn't know anything about when I started, and I'm continuously learning as I'm going along, it's not because I think I got a skill to do so. It's because I love God and I love people. And so I get the opportunity to pour into these young men what I do know. And that's the word of God. And it's the truth that I love God and that God loves me. And that I'm going to love people as I love myself. So that means that sometimes I end up doing more than I probably would want to do. Because if it was something that I wanted to do, I would go hours into the night doing it because I love doing it for me. But because it's not necessary for, necessarily for me, I will cut short sometimes. Because it's what we do. I'm not trying to preach at you. I'm simply talking about me now. So when I'm going and I'm hanging with these young men and I'm trying to teach them a sport that I barely know about, but then I'm also pouring into their life and trying to be a model of what a Christ life looks like and having character and, and, and good sportsmanship and all of that stuff like that, I'm doing it with Christ as the center. <clears throat> I'm doing it hopefully, prayerfully, with a pure heart, a clear conscience, and a genuine faith. So I ask you, in closing, how are we loving God? Here at the Body Dayton, in your individual lives, how 
are we loving God? How are we loving his people? And are we doing it just in action? I mean, just in word and not in action? Are we doing it just in words and not in action? And then, can we do more? Can we do more? I'm going to take a bold step and I'm going to say, yes, we can. Yes, we can. This is not a moment where I'm trying to, you know, manipulate you into doing something. I'm not. I don't, I don't even have anything to put out there for you to do. But I'm just asking you, what you are doing, is it from a pure heart? Do you have a clear conscience? Is, is your conscience clear about it? And are you doing it from a genuine faith? Is it a genuine faith? Do you really believe that God is, can, and will do? I struggle. I struggle even today. I, I told you. Actually, I started to tell you, and I'm going to close with the rest of this little piece. The person asked me to do something for them, and I struggled with saying yes because I thought this is an opportunity for me to get paid. Maybe start something up. And God told me, no, this is not that. This is something else. And so I said, okay. I text the person and I said, let me know when. Let's hook up. We'll make it happen. And I, honestly, I'm excited to do it. I'm always excited to do it. I love doing the stuff. You know what I mean? I absolutely love doing the stuff. And now that I have peace that I'm about to do kingdom business, I'm even more excited because I know that I am in the middle of the will of the Father because I know that wherever his work is being done, there is the kingdom of God. It is between you and him. It is between you and him. How much you love him, what your relationship is, how much you love people, what your relationship is. But what I do want to make very clear is that that is between you and him. And the more you make it about everybody else, then you're falling into that, that category where you're not really preoccupied with your love for him and his people. When you start asking the questions and you can't find the answers 
for stuff that could possibly not matter, that's where the enemy wants you because then things aren't getting done. And therefore, the kingdom of heaven is not spreading across this world because we as the church, we as individuals are too busy arguing over how many people you talk to, how loud your music is. You've got pews, we've got chairs. I gave a thousand, you only gave a hundred. You feel me? I spent two hours, you know, you spent 12, <laughs> you know, whatever. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? I'm going to read the scripture one more time, and I'm going to pray. The purpose, actually, I'm going to read the message. The whole point of what we're urging is simply love. Love uncontaminated by self-interest and counterfeit faith. A life open to God. Will you bow your heads? Lord God, I thank you and I praise you for your word today. God, I thank you for your challenge. I thank you, Lord God, that you challenge us. The enemy would like to distract us, to pull us away, to get us gossiping and arguing over nonsense in the grand scheme of things. At the end of the day, he wants to get us distracted. Father, I pray right now that each one of us here, that we would, that we would begin to focus, that we would begin to have a laser-like focus, that we would be completely consumed with and by your love, our, meaning yours and our relationship, and then your love and the love that we are going to have for your people. Help us to be so truly occupied by that, that all of this other stuff begins to kind of just fade to the background and, and become just the things that we do. Whereas our lives lived for you and with you becomes the true prize, the true goal. Right now, as your heads are bowed, if there's anybody in this room that you don't know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. I would love if you would raise your hand so that we can make that a, a thing of the past that you can be introduced to and know the one person in this world that will change your life, that will give you purpose, that will give you guidance. If that's you, you, you've been roaming aimlessly. 
You've been seeking purpose. You've been wanting to know something, anything more than what has been going on thus far. I'm telling you right now, that's Jesus. Every answer is in him, comes through him. If you don't know him today, would you raise your hand? I would like to pray with you. The next thing is, is I want to, if, if, if you know you struggle, let's say you know God and you love God, you get that part. But people, not so, not so good with. If you know that you struggle with loving people, that you struggle with sharing love that's uncontaminated by self-interest. You struggle to just lovingly think about others without thinking about yourself. If that's a struggle for you, I wanna pray with you. You don't have to come up to the front. You can just raise your hand and I will pray for you today. Maybe, you've, maybe you don't have a problem with that. But maybe your faith has been struggling. Maybe you've been having some issues with just really believing God is, he's there, he's doing something. There's actually a difference being made. If that's you, you just feel like it's not happening. I wanna pray with you. But Maybe we've all got it together. Everything's good. We're fine. And the kingdom of God is spreading all over this world. Well, unfortunately, I know that's not true. <laughs> so I'm going to pray for at least that. Lord God, I just come into you right now. Father, I don't know if what I've said today has hit home or if it's going to hit home later. God, I don't know from which of these lives a tree is going to sprout, which is going to bring shelter and substance and life. I am only here, Lord God, to water, to plant seeds and to water. God, I pray that you, your Holy Spirit, would begin and continue the transformation of these lives here at the Body Dayton. And for anybody who is watching, God, I pray that they would come to know you on a deeper level that they would search you out, that they would seek you out, that they would begin to find purpose in a life lived with you, a life in love with you, a life loving those who you love. I pray, Lord God, that they would begin to be the kingdom of God in action wherever they go. 
I pray this all in your son Jesus' name. And we all said, amen. Thank you all for being here today. Thank you for Facebook for joining us today. We love you here at the Body Day. And if anybody has any questions, needs to uh, have any prayer or anything like that, I'll be up here for a few minutes. Feel free to come up. Love you guys. Have a wonderful day.